Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-growth, philosophy, and business. My name's Jacob. I'm hosting today's episode. And before I get into the topic, the drink I've brought today is a little different to what we usually feature. It's usually some form of alcohol. Um, but today I've brought a, a smoothie. It's called the Muscle Milk Smoothie. Oh. It's got a little bit of protein, a bit of acai. It's from our kind of friends in Leaderville, Acai Brothers, um, who are soon who are you, looking. Did you put these on my points? Did I? I did not. I have not. <laughs> we, have a, we have a collective loyalty program card here. We use um, Justin's name oh, nice. rather than individually. Yeah, well, That's fair. No, I was not Whoa. aware of that. Next time. Next time. So what is in this smoothie, Jacob? Oh, specifically, the Muscle Milk smoothie has acai, banana, coconut milk, cacao protein, shredded coconut, cashews, some more cacao, uh, <laughs> dates, and maca. Do you, do you cheers smoothies or do you yeah. just sort of... Oh, cheers. Clink. <laughs> Clink. Cheers, lads. Clink plastic. Couple glasses. Nice. And the reason I chose the muscle milk um, smoothie today is because my topic is my topic is on toughness, specifically kind of physical toughness in men and the place it has in, I guess, modern society and I guess modern masculinity as well. Historically and for as far as um, human beings can be traced back, men have had roles where physicality has been a huge aspect of their success and growth as individuals. Uh, leaders in the ancient world, men that fought wars who, like Marcus Aurelius, for example, were leaders as physically tough men who people kind of didn't want to mess with. Um, and even as far back as World War Two and some of the great wars that men were treasured and chosen for their physical ability to fight wars, to be tough, to lead from that perspective. Whereas in 2019, most men will go through life having no reason to be physically tough, that they're unlikely to go to war. They're unlikely, if they're fortunate, to come across attackers or to be attacked physically. And therefore, there's essentially no current requirement or need to be physically tough. However, I guess it still has a place, and that's what I'm trying to discover a little bit. Um, there's still college quarterbacks who are the big physical type that lead their team. There are tall, domineering uh, politicians that use their physical presence to um, attract power and kind of assert their position. So there's still, to a degree, a place for physicality and toughness, but... Um, less so and that's something I kind of want to discuss first um, so the first thing I want to do is to what degree does physical toughness relate to masculinity and how does it impact our sort of performance and success have you guys had experiences yourself where being physically tough has been advantageous or improved any situation for you or um, or is it something that's not required nowadays I think the only time for me is that scenario in the kitchen where nobody can open the jar, but I, <laughs> I, I wander in, 
I grab that jar <laughs> and I open it. Or you, you can't open it. Has that no, 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 I open it every he time. He puts a knife in the top and then he opens it. Yeah, has that actually ever happened? Yeah, for you? yeah. Like, I, f- I feel good for the day, man. Once I go in and dominate that jar, <laughs> my masculinity has been ticked. And you give a grandma one of those rubber pads, mate, and she'd be as tough as you. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. It's a science thing, not a toughness thing. So, uh, jokes aside, yeah. but that was, you know, I mean, there's a little form of masculinity in that. Maybe masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps Trav's been in a supermarket and. Uh, lovely young lady has said oh hey can you reach the cereal on the top shelf and he's like yeah I'm a big tall man I'll get that for you I'll tell her hell no get that step over there and get it yourself <laughs> equality I'm not here just in your uh... <laughs> that's tough that's tough that's tough yeah yeah absolutely no, I'm, nuts. I'm a true gentleman I'd, I'd be up there like a something <laughs> like a tall person like but, a monkey but, up a tree but novelty aside does has anyone ever been disadvantaged by not being physical I don't from from a basis of physical health stimulates your body, um, I, I, I'm in that space at the moment. I mean, I, I, I haven't been taking care of myself physically for a, you know a few years, and over the last two years I've started taking more attention to nutrition and, and, and physical exercise for a pl- for a platform of um, you know more mental stability, self or, self-esteem even. No, no, I mean, no. <laughs> No, 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 I mean that. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's, not for Conrad. No, for me, for me it's just a discipline not. thing. And, and, and it, it comes down to the fact that if you look at the people that are performing at the peak of their games, whether it be the athletes that are winning or whether it be the business people that are achieving, um, they have an element of physical training and physical stimulus in their daily routines. So, you know, you know you need 30 minutes at least of, of, of high-intensity exercise or average-intensity exercise to maintain some sort of metabolic, metabolic um, function. That's what I do it for. But if you're asking, like, if toughness has a place in 2019, physical toughness, uh, I feel like there doesn't. When I when you reference it to to that kind of element, I can't remember when I've needed to, needed to be tough and it's hindered my life and and whatnot. But physicality, definitely, like for health, is completely different of in my course, point yeah. of view. But when it comes to being like raw and tough like uh, the only area is like when I coming back a few episodes ago was about self-esteem I used to be really skinny so like I'm 6'1 and I used to weigh 65 kilos which um, was essentially stick and bone I'm and you got out of a pool sorry (laughs) (laughs) and um, so now I'm like 90 kilos and I had uh, I kind of always wanted to be bigger because I felt like that would give me more presence and people again which is more which is the self-esteem and and fear of other people's opinions and so uh, and then I started going to the gym and I felt better about myself and my appearance and at the end of the day you could say look at the end of the I think that's important to feel good about yourself so and then there is, you do get challenged by the big guys when you go to the gym and who are like the tough, they come across as uh, like tough and that can be challenging hurdle to over, because that's intimidating. Yeah. Um, but uh, like from a needing to be tough physically, I don't think it's a necessity. Mentally being tough is a completely different story. Well, exactly. Yeah. I, I value mental toughness over physically, physical toughness way more. Yeah, because I can achieve a lot more with my mind than I can with my biceps. Says <laughs> <laughs> so a true skinny bloke. <laughs> but do you think that? But there you go. At least, I, at least I live my values. But do you think there's been the, the quashing of or the lack of needing to be physical in day to day life? Do you think that energy and that that sort of um, depth of evolution has to come out somewhere? Do you think it, it will pop up somewhere else? That need to. 
be more powerful or whatever it is do you think that's yeah i guess at play because a lot of especially older generations tend to call millennials or gen y soft they say you guys haven't had it tough you guys uh, and i know that refers more to resilience and grit and sort of mental toughness but to a degree you get a lot of mental resilience and toughness from having physical challenges as well we haven't had to fight wars and things um and I guess to what degree will that come out in another way? Um, sometimes you see people overcompensate for it, like the the stereotypical like little man syndrome, people who are not physically tall or people that are skinny, I guess, will act out in other ways to try and dominate or to be physical or to be masculine in another way. Um, and sometimes that can be... Um, if it's not controlled, it can be quite dangerous, I suppose. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not productive or it's not useful in that way. And like the big the big underlying question here is, to what degree is physical toughness still a important part of masculinity? And can you be a content masculine man and not be physically tough like a lumberjack or like a soldier, etc.? Or a Goggins. Or a Goggins, Goggins. yeah. I think so. I think physically tough... Um but, but even to be physically tough, it takes a mentally tough person to become physically tough. Yeah. Right? What do you mean by physically you tough? Got, yeah. No, yeah, exactly right. Um, but Drag yourself mean, through like rocks and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like that's mental toughness. Going, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, but you have to have the capacity to jump or that wall. Right? running on asphalt and barefoot. Toughness. I can't do that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. Well, like soft it's possible <laughs> yeah I've got fucking office hands and office feet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soft moisturised hands yeah that's right <laughs> but I think people always well, that's physical need for it, right because we always will seek out leadership and strength and that's not you know I think it's Malcolm Gladwell outliers and oh. he talks about one of the many many examples is that the average um, height of like US presidents, for example, and certain leaders have always been six foot plus and and six two, six two. So that whether they've been, you know, they've always had a commanding presence. I think the thing about being physically tough is not necessarily using it all the time. I think that's a sign of physical or, or mental weakness to go with it. But I think you have to have a mental toughness and bring a presence. Uh, you've seen guys that aren't necessarily that big and strong have that big presence. I think I think it's a different. I don't know that you can split mental and physical completely, and then it depends what you mean by physical toughness. Because um, I, we still need an element of it. I think if we're going to be the protector and and you know of our children and 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 take that role, well, I know when I'm it's if something's tough, happening in the backyard toughness. and some a piece of furniture or a swing falls on some kid i'm going probably going to get there first and be the one you know doing that and sort of exercising whatever the maximum of my strength is to help a situation like that and i've been in situations many times where it's clearly me who has to be the one that uses the the the, the most physical capabilities that i have to to help out a situation in need for example yeah well, so physical strength is, is probably a good thing to, to strive towards then. It's not going to be, it's not a bad thing to strive towards because it will help you out in life through, as you said, anything that could be happening that does require you to act in a physical manner. It's going to be much better if you're at your peak performance or, or strength. Yeah. What, what is it like? This is your topic, Jacob. So, yeah. what, 
what is it that you feel like is lacking or that you feel like you need more clarity on? It's not necessarily come from a place where I want to find clarity as much as I just wanted to open a discussion about the role of physical, like physical, physical toughness and strength. Does it still have a place in modern masculinity? Um, the other aspect is that we still, as a society, place a huge value on people with physical strength and toughness, whether it be athletes, whether it be uh, role models like myself, like Jocko or um, David Goggins, for example. They're, they're people that I look up to because I see them as um, achieving extraordinary physical feats. Uh, people who are rock climbers, world record holders, strong men, all these people are idolized, and especially men, for their physical displays of strength and toughness and so when you say toughness, a lot of that is sort of resilience to, to pain, I suppose. What you, yeah. what you can push yourself through. And David Goggins talks about that, that all of us only operate at that 40% where we can easily go past that pain tolerance of if you're at the gym, you know, you know, you can ha you, there's always that little bit extra in there. So how, mu how much of us can, can we develop that more, which will help us in, in life to get through stuff? Yeah. I would have do, you, do you feel there's a lack of toughness then? or uh, perseverance or grit in like, I mean, you own a gym and a lot of people that come through, is this a trait that you feel that is lacking? To a degree, yes. I think a lot of people these days, like I guess in general, uh, if you look at you know, say the world, like Great War eras versus today, the general level of physical toughness and conditioning is lower o overall people nowadays men and women are more overweight than they were several years ago their physical ability for the average person to do certain things is starting to decline granted at the extremes the physical performances are improving but i think the average is declining um for me in the gym, I do see a lot of people, we tend to attract people who are sick of the traditional gym and therefore looking for something different. Sometimes I find that people have not tried hard enough or have not been, have gone, oh, that's hard work. I'm gonna look for something easier. And then, and quickly we filter them out because they're lacking the ability just to work but hard. Isn't that, isn't that still just mental? Because it's a choice to work out, right? Yeah. I don't think physically, in terms of physical strength is different to toughness and that toughness requires a huge amount of sort of <clears throat> mental energy. But it all comes down to that like goal and purpose as well. Like, I mean, how many times have you laid under a barbell and just not brought your A game because you just, your head and you, you just weren't in it. Whereas if you, if you were. So for example, I talked about that situation where let's say I needed to use my physical toughness. Well, like there's been stories of mothers lifting cars up because their baby was underneath it. And like, if there's a purpose and a reason we can bring incredible toughness. If we've, if we've committed to achieving an endurance race, there's a grit that will come with it because of the months of training and everything else. Um, like, whereas you say people aren't generally like showing that physical toughness because they don't need to. We don't, yeah. We're not in a position where we need that as a general rule across the board, board sorry, in our day-to-day -day activities because we don't need to do those things just to live our lives. We only need to in the fringes and the extremes. Yeah, and an interesting stat and they're doing research on it at the moment is that the longer term a 
endurance event is, the more likely women are to start bridging the kind of gap between male and female. Um, some of the data is inconclusive. Some studies show and like experiences show that it is and isn't. But something like a an ultra marathon, for example, they run 100 miles, 160 k's, for example. It is no longer necessarily a huge strength requirement as much as just your ability to grit and kind of be tough and kind of you need to be more mentally tough than physically tough or something like that and therefore there's a perception that women tend to be the toughest species the tougher gender the um and that's a question i'll get to next is but if you look at nature that's not wrong yeah, they, they guard their, their their kids and their household, and, and they give birth with, <laughs> with, with, with ferocity. I mean, yeah. I mean, even what the black widow spider eats the male. Mm. If that's the one, if one of those spiders do. Yeah, look at our man man flus. <laughs> <laughs> the man flu. Yeah, and that's funny because that's something that I've always heard is that women are the stronger sex, but it's not something I've necessarily experienced myself, and that's why I've always the looked stronger sense in what definition? Yeah, that, that, that's. That's stronger but pain tolerance yeah, and pain tolerance um, ability oh, to yeah. with, yeah. To with <laughs> and like you talk about man flu and it's something that I've never personally experienced myself I just sort of I'm sure you have kind of toughen on of and kind of move on like if I'm whereas if and I'm only talking very micro like my wife and I as, as two examples of this I'm my tolerance for pain is much higher my tolerance for um discomfort is a lot higher and my ability to endure physically is a lot higher however that's only a very very small subset so it's be, well that, that's because you allow it to be now when you when you want to throw the topic of childbirth in there the purpose drives the outcome right so yeah. the why they can't going do through it. that <laughs> why they go, is, is much more you know prevalent than yeah. why they wouldn't and therefore they'll, they'll endure the pain that goes along with that you don't have much yeah. choice well, well they uh, do have a choice they have a choice of not to get pregnant Oh yeah, but it's much too late once you give birth. <laughs> so they've accepted the, the 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 uncomfortableness of carrying for nine months and and the pain that they're going to have to go through. Yes, they'll use some pain blockers where they can. Some people don't, but the, you know historically will tell you that any woman that allows herself to become pregnant knows that she's going to have a very very interesting next nine months. Yeah, next. But in my relationship, <laughs> like my wife is way more tough than I am. The amount of pain she has to put up with, like they just listen to you in the morning. Yeah, dealing with me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My hair look good. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the moisturizer, dear? That's right. For my, for my office hands, my nice moist, moist hands. Um, that word. Moist. moist. Lush. But my, yeah, like definitely more, more tough. Same with the, the the man flu. But I think the the thing the thing here is that. Um, Look, I I feel like it's an area I would like to improve on is the mental toughness, and I think it's it comes back to what we talked about last couple of weeks, which is um, Are you prepared it, to give birth to a baby. That's well, that's the that's the, the metaphor that I I'm guess using. That's, if we had to. We that's would. that's the extreme. That's but, that's, but if you say you want to become mentally tough, no, no, what, what I'm, I'm, I'm reckon this picture no, no, might be doing the job right now. <laughs> no, from a from a perseverance from a grit and perseverance point of view, because um, a lot of people uh, just give up. It's a it's a it's a conversation of willpower. Like you know, it's kind of like that meme where there's the guy who's tunneling through, and then like all he needs is one more hit, and then the gold's behind. Mm-hmm. You know, the one more hit. You know to achieve anything it is genuinely perseverance and sticking at something long enough and I don't think that trait 
is common enough in Western society, given the, the a lot of the culture and uh, internet and blah 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 of where we're at. The sense of entitlement is overrides perseverance and grit and talent can fuck you and like uh, Angela I swear mate that's, that's my forum Angela Lee <laughs> so Angela Duckworth has got a good book called Grit a whole book yeah, on just Grit just listen to it that's where the concept yeah. came from and um, she said actually the correlation the more talented you are actually ends up being the less grittier you are yeah, um, yeah that's where that's where Durant talks about talent and hard work you don't have yeah. to work for it you rely on your talent too much as opposed to doing the work for it and so and the funny thing is is like she acknowledges not very much science around it and um you know, really understanding what what creates grit. Hats uh, off, hats off to Jacob for working his his quarterback analogy and uh, NFL hey. prowess into that too. But I, I I challenge the fact that you used a quarterback to define physical yeah. toughness, mate. Because I, I reckon they're some of the weakest people on the on the football field. Mental toughness, from a leadership perspective, I get it. Physical toughness, you can't go you can't go past that defensive line, man. They're beasts. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. But I think. People perceive, they look at the quarterback as the leader and they're not necessarily the biggest guy out there, but physical and mental toughness tied in together is they have to focus on their job while they're being, everyone's trying to hit them from every angle. So, and often they'll take a hit after making a pass, for example. So yeah, everyone kind of... Sorry to interrupt. Um, I was watching um coming back to the masculinity piece i was watching a video last night um about i think your question is do we confuse masculinity with toughness and like there's this thing of like uh males within groups of like it's cool to not let things affect you and like essentially be stoic around um like i'm too cool to care about that thing or you know try to be the tough guy which actually comes back to root issues um, but that's not stoicism is it no I no mean, not stoic in the no, philosophy no, sense that's, yeah, it's ignorance it's arrogance but, but it's that's a stoicism. very common thing in males right like if you go to a construction site or like where there's very dominant like that people don't like there's that tough like I think that's what you're trying like where you're going with it right is like yeah. the masculinity piece do we have to be that way to be masculine um, it becomes a facade you've got the big guy at the gym who's been working out size of Arnold Schwarzenegger but then takes his shoes off and walks outside and oh, cries because the ground's hot or whatever it's like exactly well, like that too right no but in short like yes toughness can uh, hinder what you're exactly saying about masculinity because if you yeah. like you were saying Justin if you're uh, not going to talk about something and you want to be tough around your mates it's facade though we talked yeah. about that that's what it looks like though you yeah. might be Brutus Beefcake but behind that if you're not yeah. you know, functionally and emotionally uh, strong or intelligent your, your EQ doesn't add up and it doesn't matter how physically tough because I think guys are led to believe that um, like showing emotion is weakness yeah, as well, and it's a huge problem. Like we're led to believe, like you look at all the don't cry, you suck. Yeah, hero stories and Your like boys don't cry. Yeah, all of that, like uh, toughen up, princess. Exactly. All this, all that language that you that is still around today. Oh yeah, and, has an impact. And I think, and again, this where it becomes more the EQ than the uh, IQ type stuff. It's it's knowing that how that phrase serves and deserves you and using the cho- choosing to allow it to serve you as opposed to disserve you. Now, I'm very mindful, I, again, I grow up and well, I'm around a lot, of, a lot of men and I will say some of those phrases, some of those terms. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, most of the time I take it for granted that people know where I'm coming from. I find myself more often than not with the current generation coming through that where I say a flippant statement like that, I will go back and um, you know, survey the person or the crowd that I've spoken to and offer you know, obviously some level of comfort that I understand that it's not meant to be taken personally because it is just a flippant statement, but how you choose to receive that is more important. Yeah, what mentality you take, the victim mentality yeah. or, or other. And it's a big aspect in the defence um, world is that, and that's something I care quite a bit about, like granted I only had a small exposure as an army reservist for four years, but it's something I read a lot about. The people I look up to are typically former soldiers because it's something I um, idolise myself. Um, but I hear a lot of stories about men having to go off to war and coming back very different. They've seen things, they've experienced things, they've been forced to do things to <coughs> overcome the enemy that they aren't necessarily particularly proud of. But then when they come back, they don't talk about it. They don't express their feelings. And the rate of um, PTSD and suicide among soldiers who have returned from war is much higher than it should be because they don't because they're especially the culture in the army is toughen up don't talk about it be bigger but is it higher than it should be like from you know, it is exactly what it needs to be it, it is what it is based on the experiences they've had i think in a lot of ways i mean it's yeah. not, i'm not saying it's a good thing no we don't have to but, accept it but it's not yeah but it's is it higher than it yeah it, it is what it is like you say i think um, for, i personally believe it's higher than it should be because there aren't what should it be it's obviously never going to be zero because they've experienced things that will potentially put put them at harm. But but can you see how you're referencing it's high as what it should be almost to feature in accepting what it is to then change to where it needs to go to, whatever that new balance is? Yeah, of course. They're obviously not receiving the help that they need. Obviously, yeah. the structure's not in yeah, place. But, but to... the, the first part is that the help's there. We know the help is there. But okay. it's obviously not working They're, they're not perfectly. encouraged or they're not courageous enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's true courage is to open up to your vulnerabilities and ask for help or yeah. you know, allow but people to help But that's the sort of vicious circle of it is that they, they, they bottle it up and can't do that. So where does that release come from? So again, from? It's, not, it's not physical strength we're talking about here, right? It's, the, it's that innate mental strength that, okay, well, fine, I'm going to open myself up to being judged. Yep. I'm yeah. going to ask for help and I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the figurehead of that. Now, I remember my, uh, Magic Johnson did that when he came out and had HIV and then retired from basketball. You know, at a time where HIV was prevalent in, in the world. And he allowed himself to be the figurehead of that um, and become the voice of change behind that. Um, and he transitioned out of pro sports into everything else in his life. What do you think within him helped him do that then? Because obviously the, I think a lot of people probably struggle to get to that point. So yeah. what, what do you think within he him? He had to accept. So firstly, he had to accept, and I've watched a lot of stuff on this, the fact that, okay, how he contracted HIV was going to be an area of contention because usually it was attached to... Uh, homosexual activity uh, for him it was promiscuity um, and so then that then, then that attacked his household and his family and so he had to be okay with that courageous with that to allow him to be the best person he can be to deal with whatever else came with that now he's still functioning he's a fully functioning human and adult right now uh, he hasn't died of AIDS and hasn't deteriorated his life but a lot of it would come about from his attitude towards and courage in dealing with it um, so how do you turn something that's a perceived negative into a positive? You accept it first and you play the cards that you're dealt. Would you say that um, that's actually the definition of tough in a positive way? 100%, yeah. Well, because it's, 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 
it's opening yourself up for judgment, right? You're not hiding. So is that the toughness we should really be celebrating? That well, accepting vulnerability, yeah. yeah. And that's the problem I have with modern society to a degree is we idolize athletes for their physical prowess. We send soldiers off to war saying, well done them for being strong and courageous. But when they come back and they're needing our help and they need to be vulnerable, we go, oh no, we're not gonna celebrate that. Or when someone, a sportsman comes out as, as gay or as struggling with something, we go, that doesn't get celebrated nearly as much as the physical yeah, aspect. It doesn't add of up it. to the picture you've got and of what that person And therefore, our be. sons and daughters and the next generation are getting a perception that being physical is something that should be celebrated, being as a male, being vulnerable is something that shouldn't yet be celebrated. And I guess that's what I'm trying to, I guess, come to terms with. I've got a son myself, um, potentially have another son or daughter in, in three months as well. Um, but a different direction, I'll take it in briefly, is how do we cultivate more mental toughness by going through physical challenges. Some people have cold showers, some people run ultra distance marathons, some lift weights and do CrossFit and tough but workouts. just outcomes though of, of a decision? Hmm. Is that, again, lead and lag measures, right? Hmm. You know, what are we focused on? Are we focused on the lag or are we focused on the lead? The challenge, like the cold shower, for example, the challenge is the step in. It's not the decision to step in. It's the decision. It's not actually the physical... Action or the outcome. Yeah, once you're in it, you're in it. You've got the choice to step right out again, though. You have to enjoy it. No, but I don't think anyone struggles with that. I think they struggle with the step in. But that's the lag, right? The lead is deciding to have a cold shower and step into it. That's the lead measure. I'm going to do this. Yeah, but that's something you need to you need to do it on a daily basis to strengthen that. And so, like, uh, doing an ultra... You're strengthening the lag. You're strengthening the lead. lead. You're strengthening the lead. But Which is what mental toughness whatever. is. Jacob's talking about the act of getting into a habit and testing yourself and doing it over and over again until you get to that spot where yeah. lead lag, whatever it is, you're doing it. So yeah. it's a maybe you wanted to improve game. your mental toughness, yeah. which is a decision, go run on asphalt, like will improve your mental toughness to persevere through yeah. something that's painful. Um, it's doable. It's not actually, un- you might get sores and stuff, but... Yeah. I could see how doing something that abstract, not abstract, but physically can cult. It, it, yeah. it, it sounds like it's full circle. One leads to the other and they feed off each other. Yeah, but yeah, so no, like if you have a fear of public speaking and you go and run on the asphalt every day for seven years, it's not going to change. What, that might cultivate you the courage to make the decision yeah. to go into the uncomfortable. Because <clears throat> it's just, because you're just stepping into the uncomfortableness, right? It's a muscle. And it's a muscle. Like, so I don't know, I'd argue that that could help you pull the decision to do that because you are more comfortable with making tough decisions and going into head on into uncomfort. Now, what, what was the last time you did something really uncomfortable, Matt? Like really uncomfortable, physically uncomfortable. Physically? Oh, wow. Physically uncomfortable. Training with Dale last year? Yeah, no, no, it's not uncomfortable. I've, I've, the training doesn't do that to me. Well, when you um, went for your first run, remember, was it last year? You did that big run just out of nowhere after not running for ages. Was that physically demanding and mentally you got over that? Um, it was physically demanding, um, but it, I've still got a lot of like 
a lot of history doing those. You don't need to be tough, it's, man. It's harder to it's harder <laughs> to go through a mental uncomfortable thing rather than a physical. Yeah. For I me, don't know. Anyway. it gets to a point where can you take that physical to yeah, the next level, which then the mental helps, and then it's sort of. So I could have kept running for further before I've, my body. You went to like, David oh, Goggins level. It's screaming at me at the moment. Yeah, and I I was at the point where I could have kept running, but I knew that look, I'm already going to be quite sore where I'm at. I could clearly keep going. Um, but without the training, I knew I was just going to do some silly damage that was unnecessary. Yeah. I'd already gone and run triple the distance that I'd run in, in, in a long, long time, and, and that was fine. That was that was good. Um, more so, I probably do it on a phys- uh, on a sort of mental basis. Um, done some big things like run large scale event last year, just from with no experience, and that was that was pushing me outside the comfort zone. But you, you very quickly get comfortable with anything and everything. And I think that's the challenge. Um, to build the toughness, you have to build, um, well, you can use habits, but you also- Yeah, it has to be, be disciplined, right? So you've got the discipline side, but then you've also got the, like if you're wanting to push yourself, you're gonna have to keep finding new ways all the time to do that. You can't just do something big, like, and then once, because once you do it 10, 12 times, you sort of got comfortable there. Like you're always getting, to a more comfortable state, I think. Which is exactly what you want. You want to get to that uncomfort, uncomfort. It's feeling more comfortable, so you're forgetting about that, and you've moved. You've now moved yeah, up. Yeah, PBs. You move, you're moving you up a little bit, right? Yeah. So coming back to uh, how can you cultivate toughness in your daily routine? You know, the other thing we t- we've talked about in the past is, you know, tackling the biggest topic or the biggest task. Mm. You know, what is the biggest thing? You know, what is the biggest question you ask yourself today, and who do you need to ask another big question of? Um, you know, so not not only are you becoming better, you're you're allowing your team around you to become better. Now I work with that regularly. You know, what's the biggest thing I need to ask, as opposed to getting to the end of the day, not asking a question. At the end of the week, the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. So that um, can be scary, can't it? That that big thing that's hanging over you. The longer you leave it, the bigger it gets. And but the, the flip side, or the reciprocity on that, is then invites others to ask big questions of you. Yeah, knock on effect. Yeah. I have a question for Trav. Is that in your youth you were? an elite level athlete um, and even now you're a high level basketballer as well to what degree do you, the the challenges of training and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone physically when you were young in pole vaulting how has that impacted your mental resilience today I think breeding it as into myself as a child did you use two bigger words for you <laughs> <laughs> Cultivate? What's that? Um, I think breeding it into me as a child or a teenager certainly helped me as I got older. Um, it helps. It helped me that you know I did what I loved, and I love. I, I'm not sure why, but I just love the grit and the hard work of anything that I do. Yeah, it's just embedded in me from a young age. Um, so. T- to answer your question it's a chicken and egg kind of thing yeah. like does are you did you get to the physical level you got to because you were mentally tough or did you breed mental toughness because of the physicality or it's very much they a work in tandem yeah. Yeah. So they, they feed t- each other in a cycle I think it depends oh. on vision and purpose which yeah. I don't know all well, that's bullshit but, um, <laughs> but if you want to bad enough you'll push through the physical which then byproduct well, make yeah, they decision feed, to go after it they, yeah. feed, they feed each other yeah. so if, yeah. you, if you go after a PB in the pole vault for argument's sake there's a number of other measures you've got to get done to get that PB right absolutely so the decision to go after the PB then leads to another 
volume of other smaller decisions. And I guess it's mm. perseverance. How bad do you want it, which will push you through the pain and the, the suffering? Yeah. If you want it bad enough, you'll keep going. Give birth to that baby, man. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. But does that make you physically tough, like being able to fling yourself over a pole? I guess it does. It does in a way, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm, what I'm saying is it's specific. Yeah. It's specific. Yeah. So like you're you're targeting and you could you that it's one level of you could build yourself as a credible athlete in that space. And then but if you're talking about that toughness, like yeah, how does it transpire or how do you move that to other aspects of your life? And I mean I think you can move okay. the some of the mental toughness there, but the the physical toughness doesn't mean you're at ground zero if you were to switch sports. But um, you know, you've got to redo that, and I think that's where that you've got to continually put yourself into discomfort, like in, in uncomfortable situations, to to continue to grow. Yeah, and there's often I've I've heard stories, and I've known people who are particularly big, I say, sports stars in high school, and they had a lot of self-esteem built around the fact that they were the jock, they were the sports star. But once school finished and they're no longer playing sport, there was a bit of an identity <coughs> crisis yeah. there because they were like, "What do I do now for my whole life?" my identity as a male my masculinity has been derived purely from being a physically dominant person who is a sports star now become a photographer it's funny because you know (laughs) your male athletes have that that dilemma as to what do i do next whereas your female athletes generally use families and childbirth as their pause to step out of sport so their purpose shifts straight away Yep. Whereas, you know, psychologically, what you'll find with some athletes, and you can, there's, a, there's enough research done on this, most of them will turn to gambling and other level of dopamine um, and endorphin-related activities. And you can only have so many overweight commentators. Yeah, <laughs> that are actually of, of any quality. Actually, sure. Triumph, what did you sort of, pre- after pole vault and the sort of sports side of things, what did you dive into to, to kind um, of get that high? I remember having conversation. I'll, I'll go back a little bit further. I remember having conversation with um, when I was looking to stop pole vault uh, with my mum actually, and she said um, the one thing that you you'll need to grasp is that you'll no you'll no longer be Travis the pole vaulter. You know, so you, you're going to have to create a new identity for yourself, basically. Um, and that's one thing that I found the hardest thing to step away from. Um, so I went into basketball and went into photography um, and it took me a long time to grapple with uh, what you know choosing to stop choosing to quit I guess in the in the, in the terms choosing to stop uh, doing that sport um, and I've I'm fine with it now I'm absolutely fine with it now because if I didn't it wouldn't have allowed me to do all the great things that I have done <coughs> Uh, so I see that as a pathway, but at the time, very difficult thing because I was no longer Travis the pole vaulter. I was no longer special to people. You know, I did a, a, an insane sport. People were like, what the hell? How did you get into that? It was such a unique thing that I thrived on that too. Um, yeah, so you became Travis, the, the jester. And then the tree hugger. The tree hugger. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that age cannot take away from. It's got a really. It's got a good ring to it. It actually. does actually. It's like really. It's just a much na- bigger pull. I don't know. It's really <laughs> natural. You can go straight natural. into tree hugging though. It's really they're natural. Not all that wide. They don't all have the same. He didn't, girth he didn't always look like this hippie. <laughs> I've got some early footage that I'll share with you guys later. Nice, nice. 
<laughs> thanks guys that's it for this episode for today um if you've enjoyed these topics if you have any thoughts on the place of mass of physicality and masculinity um today if you have any thoughts on on male or females being the tougher sex and you're brave enough to put your comments forward <laughs> yeah. um i'm or, saying female straight up or if you have experienced um being an athlete or being a soldier or anything like this and now you're i guess struggling with the identity and how to um reconcile that comment share your thoughts and kind of get in touch with us uh, if you're listening on itunes be sure to leave a review on the show let us know what you think uh, we're also on spotify and youtube in case you want to leave a comment um, we appreciate any support you guys have got for the show so thank you goodbye Ciao. Ciao. bye